blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. hosts Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host Adam Spees. I'm your co-host John Spees. And today we've got two more new patrons to the stage, both making their TTT debut in one corner. This homeboy won't play coy. He's as tough as alloy and a true leader of his convoy. This bok choy eating cowboy will deploy his trivia knowledge while screaming ahoy! It's Joy Boy Troy Cooper. Hey, Troy, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. Tell that was everybody. quite the introduction. I try. Uh, please tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Troy Cooper. I'm a, uh, an assistant professor at the University of Kentucky in the School of Information Science, um, and I'm happy to be here and do some trivia. Hopefully don't embarrass myself too badly. <laughs> I'm sure you won't, but you're happy to have you. And your contestant is a man fighting against Samson and his monopoly of weed sales in the area. What is this half-baked boy to do? He's going to quit his job and become the competition. Chuck you, Chuck you, Chuck you, you're cool, Chuck you, I'm out. Uh, it's our new patron, Chuck you. Please say hi and tell us a little about yourself. That was impressive. Hey, everyone. Uh, yeah, my name is Chuck. I'm a software developer from Silver Spring, Maryland. Uh, and uh, yeah, excited to be here. <laughs> All right. We're happy to have both of you on our show. And we're also happy to know some rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, now that we know the rules of our little throwback trivia takedown show, I want to get to know Chuck and Troy just a little bit better. And I've been playing some video games recently. Pick your favorite Mario Kart character. Just who you play as Mario Kart. When you're jumping in Mario Kart, who are you going to go as? Um, if we're talking about Double Dash, I'm taking both the turtles. Double turtles, okay. Uh, and my car is going to be the barrel train. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, but usually it's uh, usually if it's, if it's just one character, I'm taking Mario because I'm kind of the balanced guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's been a long time since I've played Mario Kart. Um, I always used to pick Bowser because I, I, I kind of... Uh, I'm a big dude, and I uh, I like uh, I like the Bowser character, so I'll go with him. Okay, nice. The top uh, face versus the top heel, our, our protagonist versus our antagonist. I would always typically, I don't know why, but I always assumed because he was smaller, 
Toadstool had better aerodynamics, I think. Also kind of went off his head a little bit better. I don't think it worked in the, the game, but I always liked Toad. Um, between Bowser and Mario, I probably would pick Mario over Bowser. So that means, Chuck, you are going to get to go first. What category do you want to start things off with? Uh, let's start with, um, let's start with food. Okay. And we are starting out in the 2000s. All right. Welcome to what Southwest Grill known for their big burritos. They were founded in Atlanta, Georgia in 2000 and not in the cartoon city of Springfield. Welcome to Moe's. Moe's is correct. All right. Troy, what would you like? Um, I'll try music. Okay. We're booking end it. We're going to the 50s. All right. For the week of January 7th, 1950, what Gene Autry classic is was still the best-selling single in the store and is based on a character created for the Montgomery Ward Retail Company? I no longer want music. <laughs> uh, can you repeat the question one more time? I'm sorry. For the week of January 7th in 1950, what Gene Autry classic was still the best-selling single in the store or in stores and is based on a character created for the Montgomery Ward retail company. Hmm. I'm going to guess this is way off. Um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is correct. Oh, nice. wow. Nice get. It was still hanging strong after Christmas. And yeah, Rudolph was actually uh, created by someone working for the uh, Montgomery Ward company. So very cool. All right, Chuck, we are back to you. Let's go uh, Let's go news and politics. Okay. And uh, we're going to divide those in half and go to the 70s. <laughs> okay. What simple programming language was created by two Dartmouth, pro Dartmouth professors in 1964? It was designed to allow people to directly communicate with the computer itself through a terminal with keyboards and teletype printers. Um, since you said simple, I'm going to assume this is basic. It is basic, basic computer language. Well done. We're moving along. And Troy, we're back to you. All right. Um, how about toys and games? How about them? And your decade is the 2000s. Name this series of stealth action adventure video games. The first of which was released in 2002, and their tie-in novels that were endorsed by Tom Clancy. Um, is this Rainbow Six? Rainbow Six is incorrect. Chuck, can you steal? Oh, man. Um, that wasn't going to be my guess, but uh, I'm going to try uh, Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed is also incorrect. Uh, John, can you... Well, not steal, but do you know this one? Probably not, but you're thinking stealthy, so I'm just going to guess Ghost Recon? Uh, Ghost Recon is incorrect. Okay. So Tom Clancy did endorse Rainbow Six, and I'm just double-checking that, that, uh, that that was a thing. So that is actually... It's yes, a video game franchise from 1998... 
Tom Clay's. I can totally see the confusion here. But what I was looking for, yeah, that gate, that series actually started in '98. I'm looking for a different similar series called Splinter Cell. That started uh. in 2002. So uh, I probably didn't give enough information, realizing, but good, good try. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Uh, we are back to Chuck. Let's do sports. Okay. Your decade is the 80s. I'll tell you what this American figure skater did. He outdueled his rival, Canadian Brian Orser, to win gold at the 1988 Olympics in Calgary. Uh, Boitano. That's what Brian Boitano did. That's what Brian Boitano do. He did exactly that. Well done. All right, Troy, we're back to you. Um, I'll take TV. TV. And your decade is the 90s. We have a question by Vernon Heggie. Thank you, Vernon. Running two seasons from 1995 to 1997 on NBC, what sitcom featuring a bachelor played by Jonathan Silverman? Uh, it had an outstanding supporting cast of Ernest Borgnine, Ming-Na Wen, and Dan Cortese. Hmm. I don't recognize... Well, I recognize a couple of the names, but I couldn't place them. Um... Over the years, 90... Uh, 95 to 97. Um, I don't know. I'm going to pass. All right. Chuck, do you know this one? I do not. <laughs> I don't even have a good guess, so... No. All right. I didn't emphasize the word bachelor enough uh, because Jonathan Silverman played the single guy. The single guy was a short-lived sitcom. Okay. All right. Chuck, we're moving along back to you. And we have literature, slang, fashion, movies, and actually literature, not literature. I apologize. I totally screwed that one up. <laughs> you gave me hope there for uh, a second. I no? gave you. <laughs> now it's dead to me. Let's go to slang. Okay. And we finally get a 60s question. There's always been a slew of ways to say cool in every decade. But in the 60s, this word was head honcho of synonyms for cool. Let's see. I was very much not alive then. Hedonjo for cool. Um, I'm just going to take a stab at happening. I know that's wrong. Yep, you know correctly. It is wrong. <laughs> uh, it is not happening. Good, good guess, though. <laughs> Troy, can you steal? Uh, can you read it one more time, please? There's always been a slew of ways to say cool in every decade, but in the 60s, this word was the head honcho of synonyms for cool. Um, I don't know. The bee's knees. <laughs> the bee's knees is incorrect. John, do you know this one? Was it boss? Yeah, it's boss, oh, man. That's why it's the head honcho. Okay. Clever. All right, no points awarded. And uh, Troy, we're back to you, I believe. All right, um, food. Okay. We've already, oh, wait, food. we've already done food. Oh, you sorry. You do it. Um, literature. 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 It's going to come at you. Your decade is the 50s. Okay. And a question by Will Boylan. Thank you, Will. What 1956 novel written by Dodie Smith 
was made into an animated Disney film in 1961 and then remade into a live action film by Disney in 1996. Hmm. What were the two years again? I'm sorry. The, original uh, the, was... well, the novel, yeah, the novel was written in 56 and the uh, animated Disney film in 61 and then 96 was the live action. Okay. Um, Tarzan. Tarzan is incorrect. Chuck, can you steal? I think it's 101 Dalmatians. 101 Dalmatians is correct. Nice. That's it. All right, getting the steal, and you get to pick, Chuck, between fashion and movies. Oh, man, two categories I love. Uh, <laughs> let's go fashion. Okay. Decade is the 80s. What clothing company popular in the early 80s began when Israeli brothers Joe, Ralph, and Avi Nakash uh, opened a store in New York to sell their premium jeans? Oh, um, Joe, Ralph, and Avi Nakesh. I'll take a guess at J. Crew. J. Crew is incorrect. Troy, can you steal? Um, probably not. Uh, is uh, Brooks Brothers? Brooks Brothers is incorrect as well. So uh, the brothers kind of amalgamed their name together and then took the last bit of their last name, Nakash. Uh, they made Jordash jeans. Jordash mm. was a popular brand. Mm. All right. Uh, and wow, one of the very few times I think we have movies as the last in uh, round one. And the decade is the 70s. All right, the 70s, and this is going to Troy, I mm -hmm. think? Yeah, yes. okay, thank you. <laughs> so you said 70s? Yes. All right, we have an explain a film plot badly. So I'm going to give you a year and a bad description of a movie, and so you need to name that movie. 1971, lunatic enslaves factory workers and slowly kills kids in front of their parents. <laughs> um... Lunatic enslaves factory workers and slowly kills kids in front of their parents. Mm -hmm. I'm blinking. I, I don't know. Nada? Nada. All right, Chuck, we're coming to you. Lunatic enslaves parents and slowly enslaves factory workers. Oh, man. Um, this, this can't be Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, can it? <laughs> it can't. And I'm not going to give you points for that because that was a movie from like 2000 something. This was actually Willy Wonka in oh, the Chocolate Factory, and I'm going to be wow. a, I'm being a stickler because they are two different names of films. Uh, but yeah, you had it right. It was. I'm taking a moral victory. Yeah, you can take. <laughs> yeah, you get uh, you get some cool points for kind of getting it, but unfortunately, I'm I was decided to be very stick on that one. That's fair. So yeah, yeah, it was, but it was Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. All right, that is the end of round one. John, what is our score update? All right, well, uh, Troy's got 10, Chuck's got 40, and in a rare turn of events, Adam has 50? Yeah, sort of? I'm, usually my questions run a little bit easier, but um, you know what? I like it. I like it. I'm becoming a, a, a badass 
trivia writer, I guess. <laughs> All right. That's probably not that's not the sign of good trivia writing <laughs> when they don't get them. Uh, all right. So Chuck got to start round one. That means, uh, Troy, you get to pick for Chuck to start off round two. What do you want to give him? Um, well, given how well, how about we'll do movies again, I guess. OK. And decade is the 60s. All right. <laughs> And another question by Will Boylan. The 1969 film The Computer Wore Tennis Shoes was the first starring role for what actor who would go on to have an incredibly successful career, uh, certainly developing an ego by 2017? That's a long time. Uh, oh. 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 Um, shit. I learned this like the other day. I know who you're talking about. Um, oh, I'm blanking on his name. Oh, I'm going to kick myself. I, don't, I have nothing. All right. It's not coming to you. It's not coming to me. I know exactly who you're talking about. Troy, can you steal it? Uh, nope. I don't think so. Are you talking about the guy who played Ego on Ratatouille? Not yeah. not ego on Ratatouille, Rigo ego on Guardians of the Galaxy two. Okay, never mind. Okay, <laughs> okay, I feel less bad about that. All right, and I am talking Kurt Russell, uh, who was a kid star from way back in the day. So Kurt Russell, that's who I'm looking for. All right, no points awarded. Uh, Chuck, what do you want to give to Troy? I'm going to give him uh, music. Okay. New decade is the '80s. Another question by Vernon Heggie. Thank you, Vernon. Winning the 1987 Grammy Award for Best New Artist, what band backed Bruce Hornsby? Oh, man. This is not my game. Um, Bruce Hornsby. The name sounds familiar, but I don't know that I could come up with a band. Um, backed Bruce Hornsby. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Chuck, do you know the band that backed Bruce Hornsby? I don't, but let's see. Um, if they won Best New Artist in 1987, maybe I'll come up with something something vaguely close. Um, this is going to be wrong. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Definitely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely wrong. Especially know. If Bru you know their Bruce stuff. Hornsby and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> good, so I don't know. Uh, John, I saw you thinking about it. I'm going to come to you because I feel like you should know this. One. I should know this. And immediately I went to Huey Lewis and the News, but they were the backing band for Elvis Costello's first album. Not for his live albums, though, or not for his live performances. I should know this, but I don't. Yeah, uh, I'm talking about uh, Bruce Hornsby and The Range. Oh, that's the right. Range. That's yeah. right. Yep. No, I have not heard of either half of that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Fantastic. Go check out their albums. I highly, highly recommend. Uh, all right. I believe we are going back to Chuck. Troy, what category do you want to give him? Uh, let's do literature. All right. Literature. And it's the 2000s. Okay. With 66 weeks atop the New York Times uh, fictional bestseller list, Dan Brown was one of the most popular authors of the decade. The Da Vinci Code spent 59 weeks at the top, 
and what follow-up novel accounted for the remaining seven weeks? Is that Angels and Demons? Angels and Demons is incorrect. Troy, can you steal? The other one. That's what I was going to say, Angels and Demons. Um, man. Uh, no, that, he, he took the only answer that I would have come up with. So I, th- I think I lost the coin flip. Was it Lost Symbol? It is the Lost Symbol. Yeah, so Angels and De- Demons actually came out in the year 2000, came out before Da Vinci Code. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then and then Da Vinci Code. But uh, Angels and Demons never topped the um, uh, the New York Times bestseller list. So, uh, all right. So, not getting it. All right, Chuck, what do you want to give to Troy? Uh, he's going to get fashion. Okay. <laughs> We're staying in the 2000s. All right. What footwear brand, known for their foam-based comfort, was founded in 2002 in Boulder, Colorado, about 1,500 miles from their namesake's closest habitat? You say that one more time. What footwear brand, known for their foam-based comfort, was founded in 2002 in Boulder, Colorado, about 1,500 miles from their namesake's closest habitat? Uh, Is that Crocs? It is Crocs. Crocs is correct. And the uh, Moralitz crocodile is located in parts of mid and south coastal Mexico, and that is the closest crocodile uh, to Colorado. So Interesting. Very nice. <laughs> All right. All right. Getting some points in the second half is very nice. And Troy, what do you want to give back to Chuck? Um, about food. Okay. Your decade is the 90s. First introduced as a marketing tie-in to the Disney film Mulan, what chicken McNugget condiment was released in 1998 and briefly and briefly returned in 2017 and 18 due to popularity from the animated show Rick and Morty. Oh man, this is Szechuan sauce. It is that delicious Szechuan sauce. Just gotta have it, Morty. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, we've got sports, toys and games, slang, news and politics, and TV left. Chuck, what do you want to give to Troy? Uh, he's going to get slang. Okay. And he's going to get slang from the 70s. Okay. Welcome Back Cotter ran from 1975 to 79, and John Travolta's Vinnie Barbarino popularized what phrase that basically meant, screw you? Oh, man. Um... Uh, up yours up yours is incorrect chuck can you steal um pound sand let's go pound sand is incorrect troy was close but john can you actually uh knock this one on his head yeah i was gonna say i think troy was very close i think it's up your nose with a rubber hose up your nose with a rubber hose is correct. <laughs> yeah, disbelief on Chuck's face. You look. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard that one before. Uh, can't say I have it, have had it said to me before, but <laughs> okay. All right. Um, where are we at, John? I'm lost. Uh, I'm, I'm lost. I'm picking for. Tro- okay. See, Troy is picking for Chuck. See, I rely on you for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about toys and games? All right. In a decade, this is the 90s. 
what tabletop card game was first released in 1993 by Wizards of the Coast, now a subsidiary of Hasbro. With numerous expansion packs, there's an estimated 35 million players worldwide and well over 20 billion cards that have been produced. Um, the only thing I can think of is Magic the Gathering. Well, you are thinking the correct answer. Magic the Gathering is right. Really hoping you would miss that. Yeah. <laughs> Played a lot of games in the 90s, but that was not one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I tried it, just couldn't really get into it. So, all right. Uh, with the, between the three categories left, Chuck, what do you want to give to Troy? Um, Let's see if he watches any TV. Okay. And your decade is the 60s. Ooh, okay. Didn't and watch him then. Didn't watch it then. <laughs> Another question by Vernon Eggie. We appreciate all the questions that everybody has sent in to us. On the TV show Gilligan's Island, which ran on CBS from 64 to 67, which character's real name was Jonas Grumby? Okay. Um, there are only a few choices. Uh, is that the professor? The professor is incorrect. <sighs> Chuck, can you steal? Well, uh, I'm going to guess the skipper. The skipper is correct. Yep. And yeah, with uh, people that didn't use their own name, it was pretty much between the professor and mm. skipper. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that steal, Troy, you've got to give a question back to Chuck. Do you want to give him news and politics? Or do you want to give him sports? Um, give him sports. Okay. And it's the 70s. All right. This is a beefy question on my part. At the 1972 Munich Games, the Soviet Union defeated the U.S. in the men's basketball final. It was their first ever loss in Olympic play. On the losing side was what eventual Hall of Famer nicknamed the Secretary of Defense. He would play for the Denver Nuggets and Philadelphia 76ers. He won the championship in 83 and a four and was a four-time All-Star and won the first ever Sixth Man of the Year award. And he shares a name with an all-time great golfer. Ooh. Um, all right, all-time great golfer. I'm going to guess there weren't any basketball players named Tiger Woods back then. Um, I'm going to take a shot at Sam Sneed. Sam Sneed is incorrect. Troy, can you steal? Um, probably not. Uh, I think of a famous golfer that has a name that would be Bobby Jones. Bobby Jones is correct oh, nice <laughs> good what a guess good pull all right and that leaves news and politics for troy if i am correct mm -hmm. and it's the 80s okay known as gopher on the love boat in 1986 actor fred grandy uh, from Sioux City, won a seat in the U.S. House of Representatives for what Midwestern U.S. state? Uh, I believe Sioux City is South Dakota. Sioux City, or sorry, South Dakota is incorrect. Chuck, can you steal? 
Sioux City. I think this is Sioux City in Iowa. I'll try Iowa. Sioux City is in Iowa. I'm trying to check to see. There is oh, there is no. North Sioux City in South Dakota. Yeah, so I think there is a Sioux City also in South Dakota, but Iowa is the one where uh, the guy from the Love Boat won uh, the seat at the House of Representatives. All right, that is. I got it mixed up with Sioux Falls. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. All right. That uh, is the end of round two. John, where do we stand? All right. Well, with that last steal, Chuck kind of cemented his uh, essential victory, unless he decides he wants to get really crazy with the betting. You yeah, never, you know. never know. <laughs> uh, Chuck has 80 and Troy has 30. Yes. Yep. That was uh, going to be some hope there, but I get it. The uh, confusion, those darn flyover states, John, they're the worst. <laughs> all right. I'm just kidding. I love you guys. I was born in Iowa. I love Iowa. Uh, all right. Um, so we have got our final two categories. We're going to play through the game because you never know how Chuck is going to wager. You never know how Troy is going to waver wager. And we want to see how things wrap up. So Chuck, you are in the lead. Which category do you want to go into our final round? Uh, I'll, I'll take, uh, I'll take toys and games. Okay. And it'll be the eighties. Okay. And Mr. Troy. I'll take... News and politics. Okay. And that'll be the 60s. All right. Well, we need the both of you to write down your wagers based on 60s news and politics and 80s toys and games. You can wager whatever you want. 80 sounds like a great number to wager. I'm just throwing that out there. 80 sounds fantastic. I think that'd be fun. (laughs) I don't know why that number's just coming to me right now. I'll wager 80. Yeah. (laughs) I got mine. Okay. I also have mine. All right. We are going to start off in our 80s toys and games. Labeled as the evil master of odors, name this He-Man villain toy first released in 1985. The action figure was treated with patchouli oil to emit a particularly foul stench, making it one of the most infamous toys of that series. And our 60s news and politics. The first visible LEDs were created in 1962 by Nick Holognac, who worked as a scientist for General Electric. A year prior, an infrared LED uh, was made by two men working for Texas Instruments. What does LED stand for? And while our two contestants are thinking about their answers, I am going to remind everybody... One, go to beefupnetwork.com for all your podcasting needs. And uh, and if you guys are curious about getting into the tournament, our yearly tournament, where you will win all of John and my respect, as well as uh, <laughs> entrance into the next tournament and a tournament championship t-shirt as well, uh, go to patreon.com slash throwback trivia takedown and uh, join us at the $5 or more level. And you guys will be entered for a chance to get into our 16 person tournament. For next year. All right. You got to be in by the end of the year. So you got to start it. Be a patron before the end of January 2022. Or sorry, by the end of December 2022. My bad. All right. Uh, any questions need to be reread? The first one, if you could. Yep. Not a problem. Labeled as the evil master of odors, name this He-Man villain toy first released in 1985. The action figure was treated with patchouli oil to emit a particularly foul stench, making it one of the most infamous toys of that series. 
All right, I got my answers locked in. Okay. Yep. I've got I have answers, but probably not the right ones. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, with that level of confidence, Troy, we're going to start with you. Uh, what were your answers to the 60s news and politics and to the 80s toys and games? All right. So for the 80s and toys and games, I uh, had really zero clue on this, uh, but I knew that Skeletor was a villain. So I went with Smellator um, as the that. name there. Uh, and then for the news and politics, I think LED stands for light emitting diode. Okay. And Chuck, what were your answers? Um, similarly, I had no clue on number one. I just put a generic uh, response down with Swamp Monster. And then for number two, uh, LED does stand for light emitting diode. All right. LED, as y'all said, does stand for light emitting diode. And the uh, evil master of odors... Uh, Smellator is very solid and not terribly far off. His name was stim- uh, simply Stinkor. Stinkor was wow. this uh, infamous toy who stunk. All right. Neither contestant getting uh, both correct. Troy, we'll start with you. What was your wager? I went 30. Okay. And I kept hearing this number 80 being rattled around, Chuck. <laughs> I don't know who was saying it, but, but what was your number that you wagered? Uh, I wagered the next best thing. I wagered 11. (laughs) All right. John, do us some math and let us know who won. All right. Uh, With a final score of 69 giggity to zero, (laughs) Chuck is the winner of the day. (laughs) Congrats, Chuck, winning with the... Nice game, Troy. Nice game. Good job. Yep. Fantastically well done. Uh, All right. And uh, Chuck, as you won in... Sexy fashion uh, with your number. <laughs> what? Uh, you're, now's the time you can talk about anything you want. Um, yeah, I'll say uh, what I usually say, which is uh, support your local libraries. Uh, we have a children's library we take our daughter to um, every week, and she loves it there. You know, uh, and we try to read to her most nights, um, and uh, and they're really great places. So you know, if you have a, if you have if you have the ability to do so, you know, make sure you make sure you visit them. You know, um, donate your time, your money to them. Fantastic cause. And then Troy. That's great. I echo that, definitely. Um, let's say also, uh, I don't know when this episode will air, but uh, getting close to election season, uh, just to urge everybody to go out and vote. Uh, all, you know, local, state, federal, lots of stuff happening. Um, so get out there and vote. Yep. Hopefully y'all have voted by the time this episode <laughs> Oh, sorry, I didn't know. No, it's all right. You didn't know. Um, But you know what? There might be some special elections. Uh, This one should be dropping uh, uh, November 22nd. So, yes, but voting is always a fantastic cause. I know in our district we have some special elections even happening after um, Mm -hmm. that regular one. So, always vote. All right. Thank you, everybody. For John, I'm Adam. This was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hey everybody, I'm Tim. And I'm Dean. And we're the hosts of Talking Back. We're a retro-based podcast covering movies, comics, video games, and more. 
Check us out every Monday where we hit the rewind button and dig into some of our favorite content from the past. We like to keep things fun, lighthearted, and informative. Do you feel like you need more nostalgia in your life? Then check out Talking Back. We're available everywhere podcasts are found.